0: What's up guys, this this episode I want to talk about creating message templates in your Rails app. Um, And this is an example of something that GitHub recently released, where uh, if you have like, for example, GitHub projects often have like community guidelines for issues or pull requests, and so they have this kind of standard template of a comment that they end up posting. And so they've added these uh, saved replies that you can see down here. And basically you just click on one of these and it will go and auto-populate the comment box in order to you know save you some time by just automatically posting the message template and you can move on with your life and you know, uh, manage your project a little bit easier. So I wanna talk about um, how we can go and create those message templates in our own application. This is something that you'll probably see a lot um, in things like Gmail or you know, uh, similar places where you would end up spending a lot of time um, creating these templates and reusing them. So what we've got is a little Rails application that just has a comment scaffold Um, and each comment has a text box and that's about it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna add a a button on there and that's gonna allow you to create a new saved reply or auto-populate this text box with one of the ones that already exists. So let's just dive in and uh, take a look at how to build this. Now, of course, the first thing that we need to do is create that secondary model for the saved replies message templates, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, And I've already gone and created that um, very simply. So I created a saved message model um, and it has a title and a body and that's it. So the title is really just the way for you to reference this a little easier. So you might give it a name and then that's gonna allow you to you know, look it up in the dropdown without having to read that text because that text could be, you know, multiple paragraphs long. So if you give it a title, it's easier to display in the UI and then we can go ahead and drop it in a lot faster. So uh, what we need to do is modify that comment form and we need to be able to, number one, we need to be able to create a new, um, new message template. So we can add a template or add a saved reply whatever you want to call this um, and so you can just uh, do that accordingly so um, in my models i called it saved message um, and we're going to just call that the same thing then so new saved message path um, and then also once we have added some saved messages then we'll be able to uh, to add a select box that we can use with a little bit of JavaScript in order to pre-populate that text field. So let's go ahead and try this out. We'll have add a saved message. Um, we'll give it a community guidelines title. Some instructions would go there. Create that saved message and then we can go you know, back to the uh, the issues here. So we'll have this in the database now, and we just need to build a select box in order to display that. Now, of course, you can also add the user ID onto the saved messages, so that these are grouped by the user, so other users can have their own templates. You could also do this if you have projects or something. You could group them by the project so that you and anyone else on the project could also use the same messages. So, depends on how you wanna build that in your application, but you could scope those accordingly, um, relatively easily. So here we need to just build a select tag. Um, and this is gonna be our select tag for creating um, just the drop-down of those existing saved replies. So we're gonna do the query, the database query, inside the view because we don't really need to do any of this in the controller. It's fine to go ahead and do this because we need to pre-populate it with all of the messages every single time. So we'll just do that in the view and keep this really succinct. So if you haven't used select tag before, this is the regular select tag so it's not the form helper for it Uh, and this basically just takes a name for the field and then your option tags and so you can use this options from collection for select uh, in order to in order to generate your drop down options so that's what we're going to use so let's just give this a name of saved replies or saved messages and we'll use options from collection for select uh, in order to do that. So we actually need to make sure that we can add data attributes in there because what we're gonna do is we're gonna have the, um, the field that you see, the, the um, name will be the title, and then the uh, value of that, well, we could do the value in a couple different ways. We could have the value as the ID or we can have the value as the text of the body. So this is simple in our case because we have um, just the one attribute that we want to insert into the message, the comment below. But if you had multiple attributes and you wanted to set a couple things, you might actually want to use data attributes. And I believe that in the docs here, in the comments below, there is a data um, attribute thing So that allows you to put data attributes on the select tag itself, but the options for collection, let's see if we can find that. Um, Options from collection for select, we want to be able to add uh, data attributes into this, and it maybe isn't the one that allows you to do that data. I know that if you use the options for select instead and you do the mapping yourself, you can add data attributes in there. So I think what we'll do is we'll use the options for select uh, instead. So options for select is really simple. It just takes an array and that means that we just want to load up all our saved messages and map that, all of them, and map that to, an array and so this array is really simple the array is what you want to display and the actual value so you'll see that dollar shows up as the text in the option and value is set to the dollar symbol so what we'll want to do is we'll want to have the saved message dot title is a display and the saved message dot um, we can do the ID and then we can have data attributes here Um, And this is going to be the body is sm.body. So let's check this out and see if that worked. So we can go back to our code and we'll see that uh, compiled templates, saved messages. uh, We shouldn't have pluralized that, so we should access the model. So we have the community guidelines here, and this is good. And if we inspect the option, what we're looking for is that data body. So this is the data body that we can use, and then you can add your own other attributes in there just by passing in data body. And so if you pass in a third option into this array, the options for select interprets that as extra attributes to put in the HTML. So you can put in whatever else you would like to show up in the attribute. on that html tag the option tag so this is cool Uh, this is making good progress for us we also need to make sure that we include a blank option so we need to be able to select one of these we don't want the default one being the first one that's already um, set up there so what we're looking for is we can go back to the select tag itself and um We need to go back to the original select tag. And this is going to have an option for prompt or include blank. So we could use either one of those to display a default that has no value. And I think what we're gonna do is we're just gonna set the prompt. And so this prompt is gonna go in the options hash here. And prompt is just going to be select a saved message. And I realized I made a typo here and we need to close the parentheses on the options for select before the prompt so that this gets passed into, the prompt gets passed into uh, the select tag. So if we refresh this page now, should see select to save message and we can do that. And all we need to do now is add a little bit of JavaScript in order to take that selected item and then grab the body attribute. Uh, data body attributes and then populate the body uh, itself. So we're going to use the approach uh, that I've used in the past of creating a JavaScript class um, in CoffeeScript that wraps the form that adds this functionality in. So we can use the data behavior attributes uh, in order to organize all of this uh, easily. And the reason for that is because if you have multiple comment boxes on the page and you use IDs or even classes, when you click on this saved message, you would actually be inserting that to everything on the page or only the one, or you'd get weird conflicts and stuff. So what we do is the reason for using this data behavior stuff um, at, at the class level is to say, well, if we have a form, let's only care about the stuff inside of this form. So we'll scope all of our JavaScript to work on this form itself so it doesn't matter if we have multiple forms on the page they all operate independently with the JavaScript. So what we'll do is we will go set some HTML here and we'll set data behavior Um, and this will just be has saved messages or allow saved messages whatever you'd like so we'll use that in order to write our JavaScript to detect the forms on the page, each one of those will operate independently. So we'll create a new instance of a has saved messages JavaScript class, and then we will go add a data attribute here. Behavior for this will be um, saved message select, and then the body we'll have a data behavior, oops, data behavior. Uh, This will just be comment body. So this is all we need to do in order to set up our JavaScript, which we'll dive into right now. And really quick before we move on, uh, make sure that you close all of your curly braces uh, at the top. So now let's open up and create an app assets, JavaScript, um savedmessages.coffee file and here we will just have jquery and when this loads let's create a class called savedmessage uh has saved message and then we'll be able to define our logic in here uh, and instantiate these saved message classes after we go look them up on the page. So what we're looking for is really just the data behavior tags on the page that match that uh, tag that we just set. So let's pull up the form side by side, so you can see that. We want the has saved messages, and this will allow us to grab all of those on the page, And uh, let's just console.log this so you can see that. And I'm going to comment out this JavaScript here. And uh, what you'll see, as long as this is loaded, if you go to the console, you will see that you get this line. And um, you get these items. So what we see here is that there's one record in this. Uh, item number zero, and it is that form that we selected. So if you click on it, it will actually take you to the form element, which means that we know that we grabbed that correctly. And we can go ahead and start instantiating the has saved message class. We can pass in the element that we're looking for. So we can loop through each of those, create a new class for that and then uh, add our JavaScript. So this part is pretty straightforward and what we're gonna do really uh, is pretty much the same as my previous episode on refactoring your JavaScript. What we're gonna do is map the array. So this selector returns an array of elements on the page that match that uh, that attribute. So we're gonna map that array and convert that into um, a list of elements that are actually instances of the has saved message class. So we'll say new has saved message, and we'll pass in the element, and then this is going to need a constructor that accepts the element, and we'll just save that element, and then we'll be able to go ahead and instantiate all of that. So this is going to map all of those, and then if you want to, you can save this. Um, so you could say this is like saved message forms if you need that uh in this case we don't actually need that we just need to make sure that we create all of those when the page loads and so here now we can add in our callbacks our listeners any of that stuff so our element here is going to be um important so we'll we'll set that uh, equivalent there. And so we'll set, we'll have a set callbacks, uh, method, and we'll call that set callbacks. Call that when it gets set up. And so this is really just going to be simple. Um, and this is going to, uh, just define when you click on the select tag, let's grab the currently selected item and let's go then find the body and then go ahead and add in the text from the select tag into that. So first of all, we need to make sure that this is a thin arrow function. The reason you would want to do a thick arrow with the equal sign here is uh, that if you were doing a callback from, say, an AJAX method or something like that, anytime you're using a callback, you can actually use CoffeeScript's thick arrow in order to keep the same this variable. So you're in the uh, that you're in the previous context. So we're not going to be doing that, but um, we do need to make sure that this element is a Java or a jQuery object, so we can use jQuery with it. And so here we just want to say the element. Um, we need to find inside of that element, we need to get the data behavior equals uh, saved, what do we call this? Called this saved message select, message select. And we need for the on change event, we need to be able to say handle change. So we'll make a handle change method here and this time we'll use a thick arrow because we want to stay in the context of This object instead of the callback. So we should be able to access the uh, event here, so we'll have that and Let's just print that out and see if clicking on and changing that drop-down actually uh, sets sets that so let's click on this And you'll see that it does and we get the event and everything works. And so now we should be able to say when this changes, let's go set the, um, we're looking to set number one, we're actually looking to find the selected items. So here we could say, let's just take this element.find and then we can paste that in and Inside of the select tag we can find the selected option and then We can say let's get the data body attribute and set that to the body and that means that we can go through and grab that really easily um, Whenever this changes and we can do the same thing here and we can go find the text field so we can have the comment body equals this and actually, this might be saved message text, so it's a little cleaner to understand at a glance. And so now we want to find the comment body, and we just need to append the text onto the uh, comment body's text value. So this we can do really, really easily by saying comment body.append saved message text. And by doing that, we should be able to now click Community Guidelines and see that our text gets automatically inserted into the body. You can make any adjustments you would like, and that will automatically work. So we can go add a new saved message. And this could be um, just a test, and it has different text. And we can go back to home page here, and then we can click Test and it will insert that. You can also go and add in multiple of these. We should probably prepend a new line at the beginning um, or something like that, or a new line at the end of it, actually. So let's go and do that. Let's just say we'll use the string interpolation that CoffeeScript gives us and add a new line at the end. And so if we refresh, now we'll be able to add in one of these and another one, and it will just append it without uh, merging those two lines together so this is cool It allows you to go build those saved messages and then automatically have all of that functional and then this will also allow you to do things um, like if we go to the comments index we could render this form multiple times and each one of these will work completely independently of the others so this is neat because it allows us to build a little bit of JavaScript, not much, and uh, it's pretty well organized. We can have this working independently of each other. And you can take this and kind of work with that and build a lot more extra stuff. Now, this is an example of using message templates that are sort of dynamic and they insert onto the page. What we could have also done is had you as a user go to the saved messages first and then you could add something to the URL so that when your comments controller does the comment.new, you could actually pass in your attributes here if you wanted. So if you had in the URL the saved message that you wanted to pre populate with, you could actually go ahead and do that with just using your Ruby code to set the attributes of the new. Um, but that is something that's a little less uh, common because oftentimes you want this to be dynamic on the front end and you want this to be relative to the form that you're looking at so you don't want to force a user to go somewhere else to the saved messages first and then try and come back and create that comment you want to do it all in the one comment itself so that's an example of how to do this Um, if you're interested in talking about a little bit more advanced stuff where Um, We could talk about building templates for, say, documents. So a good example of that might be themes or anything like that for Google Docs or PowerPoint or Keynote. They have a whole lot of settings that you have to go choose first and then you create your document. Whereas this, you create your document or your comments first and then you insert those pre-populated fields. Google Docs and PowerPoint and Keynote kind of do it in reverse, where you pick the template first. So if you're interested in seeing that approach, let me know in the comments below, and we can do that in a future episode. Till then, talk to you in the next one. Peace.